Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Jackson Collier. Um, just doing a quick reaction to the Arkansas-Missouri game today, uh, recording on uh, Saturday, shortly after um, the loss at home to 12th-ranked Missouri, 81-68. to Before I dive into uh, my reaction to the game, um, just wanted to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by CJ's Butcher Boy Burgers. CJ's has locations in Fayetteville on Weddington and in Russellville on Arkansas Avenue. Online ordering is available at their Fayetteville location. CJ's has been voted best burger and fries in the state, fulfilling their motto, when all you do are burgers, they have to be the best. So quickly just uh, opening up or opening thoughts on the game. Wow. Uh, that was that was not great. Um, that is obviously one of the um, one of the worst shooting performances I've seen um, by a Razorback basketball team. So it was just overall just not not a good performance. Um, and Missouri didn't play. Uh, Lights out basketball. They didn't shoot the ball well from three-point line. I, I mean, uh, we knew going in that Missouri was not going to be a force from, from outside. Um, a lot of their points, again, came from uh, Tillman inside and Pinson inside. Um, and also at the free throw line. Um, one of my keys to, to win the game was to keep Missouri off the free, th- free throw line early. Um Pinson and Tillman combined to to make 19 free throws out of 25 attempts. That's that's a pretty good percentage. Um, you, you just you, when you when you foul and when you, when you give them so many opportunities to go to the line, especially a team like Missouri who, who's won games by going to the free throw line, um, you're going to put yourself in a hole. And obviously, not having uh, Justin Smith really hurt. Um, especially with the rotation, I think it really messed more with the rotation than everything, but than anything. But uh, I, I really was pleased with the way that Devonte Davis played in that starting role. I, I was okay with him uh, on the assignment on Pinson um, and dropping Tate to the four type, um, type, type of matchup. But um, when you look at these these shooting uh, stats on on your your entire team, not just uh, not just your starters, but Vanover did not make a field goal. He was 0 for 11 from the field, 0 for 5 from three-point line. Um, Jalen Tate was okay. He was 3 out of 5, but he fouled out. Desi Sills was 1 out of 10 from the floor. Moses Moody, 4 out of 15. So, I mean, you had a bunch of your key guys that just weren't hitting shots. Even J.D. Note, I mean, I talked about it on the the preview uh, uh, of Missouri and the reaction to Auburn. He gets up a lot of shots off the bench. He shot 18 shots this game. Six went in. He was six out of 18. Uh, as a team, 26.8% from the field, 25% from the three-point line, seven out of 28, and uh, free throws were not good either. 23 out of 34 for uh, 67.6%. What makes this uh, even worse, though, is the fact that the Racerbacks were 8 out of 30 on layups. That is just a lack of focus. It's a lack of strength. It's a lack of a lot of things. But 
It's been an issue all year, too. This team has not been one that is very, like, really good at finishing at, at the basket. But it just, it really proved to be detrimental today, especially. Um, defense, even though they gave up 81 points, defense was not terrible. Um, early on, it was pretty bad in the pick-and-roll sets, especially with Vanover. I thought Vanover got kind of manhandled in the, in the pick-and-roll sets the first few possessions. Um, but the Razorbacks still, they had 13 steals. They forced um, 21 turnovers and blocked five shots. So there was, there, there was a lot there defensively um, that they just, they did not, they did not convert. Um, seemed like they were not passing the ball well in transition. Um, a lot of guys were trying to take it coast to coast, or when they did try to pass the ball, I remember uh, Jalen Tate tried to go behind the back to a trailing Connor Vanover in, in transition and ended up uh, turning it over. Just a lot of, uh, of silly types of mistakes um, like that. When you pair silly mistakes, not capitalizing off of forcing turnovers, and just not shooting the ball well, um, you're not going to win many basketball games. Um, there aren't a whole lot of uh, good things to look at or take away from this game. I I, I was impressed with um, Jalen Williams' performance. I, I thought he played well, um, especially defensively, coming in uh, for Connor Vanover. He finished with eight points, three rebounds. Um, Ethan Henderson got some run. He had a, a free throw played decent defensively. I think the biggest shock to me was the fact that you had your entire backcourt for the game combine 16 out of 55 from the field. But Vance Jackson and K.K. Robinson played each played less than two minutes and neither one even got a shot up. I, I definitely think that's confusing and sort of puzzling with the way that the game was going um, you didn't have any offensive momentum at all uh, that entire game and Vance Jackson is a thousand point scorer um, he ha- but he hasn't proven anything this season um, for this team to to show that he was worthy of playing time KK Robinson um, top 50 prospect with a with a knockdown jumper but again, hasn't really done anything this season to prove that he deserved the playing time. But even then, um, I think it is one of those situations where you have to give him a shot. And I know different people have different philosophies on this. Do you do you really want to go to these guys that haven't proven anything, or do you want to try to stick it out with your guys that have proven stuff all year? And I think that's a fair argument. Um and it's just a difference in basketball philosophy. I guess my philosophy would be if you have a bench full of potential scorers and the ones that you are playing are not scoring, it can't hurt to give those other guys a shot. KK doesn't help himself out. It doesn't seem like he fouls uh, a lot whenever he does get an opportunity to play. It, it seems like he, more often than not throughout this season, he comes in first before Devontae Davis, but he averages less minutes per game than Devontae because... Uh, KK fouls so much. He fouls at the highest rate on the team. Um, last time I, I looked at that stat, he was fouling um, for every uh, six or seven minutes that he was on the floor, he was committing a foul, which 
uh, again, the last time I did this stat, the other starters were anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes uh, of playing time before committing a foul. So he's not doing himself any favors to see the floor. But again, when you don't have anything going, you had, again, Desi Sills and Connor Vanover combined one of 21. Your guards were uh, less than 30% from the field total. Um, no one was hitting any jump shots. You have a thousand point scorer and a knockdown three point shooter on the bench that played less than two minutes and did not get any shots up. I thought that was an interesting coaching decision to say the least. But again, that's that could just be a, a difference in basketball philosophy because I know I know there are plenty of people who would say you just you ride your guys out who have proven it because um, you never know when they're going to get hot. And by that same token. Um, it, in a close game, in a big game like this, you wouldn't want to bring someone cold in off the bench. Um, it's just my belief that if your guys are cold for that much of a game and clearly nothing is changing, like even at the 10-minute mark of the second half, like it's been 30 minutes. What, In my opinion, I just don't think um, anything would, would drastically change in a shooting performance if they have been so bad for, for the full 30 minutes. I don't know what would change in the final ten, and we did see towards the end of the game there was more of a more of an effort to drive uh, and try to get to the free throw line. But again, free throws uh, were not necessarily a strong uh, suit again yesterday um, or again today. But it is just one of those uh, situations where, as far as playing uh, KK and Vance, just one of those situations where it really depends on coaching philosophy and. Muss and staff have their philosophy and they wanted to ride their guys out. Um, in games in the past, that has worked. Last season, we saw it work. Um, of course, last season, there wasn't any depth to even try to replace some guys. Um, but but the style of, of just kind of riding your guys out, that it, it does work. I mean, it's similar to... I remember last season, people were uh, critiquing Muss, myself included, early in the season, uh, were critiquing Muss for uh, not calling timeouts in closing game situations. Um, it proved that... It proved last year that that works in different situations. And the more um, that I watch college basketball, the more I'm seeing that that is, is the norm to... Uh, to not call timeouts in closing situations because the defense doesn't get set up, and so you're kind of just letting your players go make a play. Um, that, that's pretty much it on my uh, my Vance and KK spiel. Um, you, you did have some guys just play a puzzling amount of minutes. Um, not necessarily puzzling, but I mean... Desi Sills had 37 minutes yesterday. He scored six points. Um, he shot 10% from the field um, and was 66% from the free throw line. Missed two free throws, uh, four for six. It's, uh, I understand giving your guys run, but but playing somebody 37 minutes, playing uh, Note 31 minutes with, with four turnovers and shooting 33% of the field, it's just... That's a lot of minutes to play. I mean, Jalen Williams did get his 17 minutes, and I thought he, again, I thought he looked pretty solid, um, all things considered. He was better defensively uh, than Vanover was. Um, he even knocked down a three. Um, he was one for four from the three-point line. Moses Moody actually uh, shot 50% from the three-point line, um, 
and didn't hit a single field goal that was not a three. So he was 0 for 7 inside the three-point line, which is kind of uh, interesting, especially considering uh, the amount of layups that he missed. I mean, the team as, as a whole missed 22 layups, um, shot 25% from the three-point line, and um, shot 67% from the free-throw line. When you put all of those things together, the, the bottom line is you're just not going to win many basketball games. And it was evident uh, in the post-game press conference that Coach Musselman was not happy with the performance. He, he had mentioned uh, different things about um, this was the worst home loss he had ever been a part of, or um, he had never been a part of a game with so many missed layups, and um, even said something to the effect of uh, forcing 21 turnovers and only getting 15 points off those turnovers, just weren't executing. Um, he said, you can't make this stuff up, forcing 21 turnovers, only turning it over nine times yourself, and losing by double digits. All things considered, I'm not writing this team off by, by any stretch of the imagination. I still um, do not think Missouri is that great of a basketball team. I, they did not necessarily show me anything yesterday. Uh, the show-me state did not show me that they are going to be a great basketball team. They defended fairly well, but again, Arkansas only turned the ball over nine times. Um, the bottom line just came down to the Razorbacks missing layups and missing open threes. Missouri is a good three-point uh, defending team, but a lot of the looks that the Razorbacks missed were, were pretty open looks. Layups are layups. I mean, I know there are contested layups, there are open layups, all that sort of stuff, but normally... Um, college teams make around 59 or so percent uh, of layups. That includes contested, that includes open, all that sort of stuff. Arkansas was 8 out of 30 on, on layups. That's, that's, not, that's just not going to win basketball games. And again, uh, the whole free throw issue with uh, Missouri, they still shot a, they shot a decent percentage. They were close to 72% as a team. Um, that's not setting the world on fire. They still missed 11, but they shot 39. They still made 28. So, I mean, even though, t- and all credit to Tillman, though. Tillman put up a career numbers in the first half, and a lot of that had to do with the, the absence of, of Justin Smith and the situations that uh, Missouri was putting, um, the pick-and-roll situations they were putting uh, Van Over and other bigs in. They were making it really hard to figure out where the help should come from, or if the help should come, um, and all that sort of stuff. Um, Vanover was, frankly, getting bullied one-on-one, and then whenever the double team came, Tillman got fouled a lot of times, or he was wide open. And that was really all there was to their offensive game plan, especially in the first half. And Pinson, um, 12 of his point, 12 of his 23 came from the free throw line. So... But, but other than that, defensively, Razorbacks held the uh, Tigers to 26% from the three-point line. Um, got way out-rebounded, though. Uh, total rebounds lost 51-36. to 36. Um, Another thing that's not going to win you many ball games. But it was a very winnable basketball game, all things considered. It was, it was a close basketball game for most of the game, um, even with the Razorbacks having one of the 
top five worst shooting performances in conference play in Bud Walton Arena. Um, so all things considered, this team still has a ways to go, but it still has plenty of reason to feel confident going throughout conference play. Missouri did what they do. They found a way to win. Um, and frankly, I shouldn't even say they found a way to win. They, they pretty much controlled the entire second half. And um, even though the game was close in the first half and, and a good majority of the, of the second half, they, they pretty much were in control. Um, but it just came down to Arkansas missing layups and missing shots. Um, you forced 21 turnovers, and you, you normally you win that game, especially when you, when you only turn it over nine times yourself. Um, that's all I got, really. Just uh, plenty to look forward to. It's going to be interesting to see where this team goes for the three to six weeks without Justin Smith. It's going to be very interesting to see who, if anyone, steps up and how long these shooting slumps are going to last um, as a team. Vanover is in his second game of a quote-unquote slump. Even though he put up 17 at Auburn, he was not hitting uh, from the three-point line. I think he was one out of six from the three-point line at Auburn. And uh, against Missouri, he was another zero out of five. So in the last two games, he is one out of 11 from the three-point line. That is pretty much the definition of a slump from someone who came in as a pretty reliable three-point shooter. Um, Desi Sills 0 for 4, um, kind of hearkening back to last season where he struggled from the three-point line. Um, But he's been on all year. Um, This is one of those rare games where I had mentioned earlier uh, different uh, different social media posts and um, different reactions that I really didn't think you would have any games again. Um, I think it was against UCA maybe where everybody was really off and it was a close game. Um, I really didn't expect it to happen again just because of the amount of, of scoring options and shooters, um, but it did. Even though Moody went 4 for 8 from 3, he was 4 for 15 from the field. And that's still just, it's not a good shooting performance as as an entire team. No one shot the ball well as a whole, um, except Jalen Tate. But he only got 5 shots up. And he fouled out. But plenty to look forward to. Plenty to take away from this game. Um, In some sense, maybe this will humble the team a little bit. Um... They, they started off 9-0 and for the first time since the uh, 1993-1994 National Championship team. So maybe this will humble them a little bit um, if they needed it, and which it never really hurts. Um, hopefully this just doesn't make, make their confidence plummet and just play terrible basketball moving forward. I really don't see that, um, but... We'll see. We'll we'll find out a lot about uh, where this team is when they go play at Knoxville uh, this coming week. That'll be another real test and should be the most difficult game uh, to date, as each of the previous two have been. This will be the third week in a row that will be the most difficult um, test. So that's it for the JC Hoops podcast. I'm Jackson Collier. Until next time, uh, I guess we'll just see you. Thanks.